Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. Carl, this week's show is Creator's Perspective on Trust and Distrust. I think this is a really big and important topic to explore. Yeah, I would agree with you. If you spend any time at all around therapists, psychologists, social workers, caregivers who deal with you know the emotional arena, they'll tell you trust issues are critically important in interpersonal relationships. And this is something we all cultivate and have our lives determined largely by in terms of where we go, what we do, who we let in our lives, who we keep away. It's a lot about trust. So understand that the dynamics can be quite helpful and give us some real insights in how to live and live better and how to overcome problems that we're facing. Because often there's a trust component in there somewhere. Absolutely. Well, let's get right into it. You ask creator, the capacity to trust or distrust a total stranger seems to operate similar to the conscience. The point being is it seems to arrive from outside of the physical self as a genuine artifact of non-local consciousness. Where do the feelings of trust and distrust originate from? What is creator's perspective? All right, and these are Creator's words as I channeled and asked that question. What you are perceiving and assuming to be non-local consciousness, and by the way, this is me now, that means intuition, non-local consciousness is a scientific description of intuition. So what you're perceiving and assuming to be non-local consciousness is actually, in most cases, a combination of influences. In the day-to-day activities and reacting to things you see and hear and people you might be involved with, there are two levels in play. One being you and the differing levels of your mind, all of which will be reacting to ongoing events. And the other being the higher self and potentially creator as well, depending on the circumstances and what might be called for. And the prior interrelationship and degree of partnership with the divine to be on a close personal basis. Many of the factors governing trust and mistrust are learned and are shaped by inner beliefs. These develop all through life with new experiences as you learn about the way things work, how people and their attitudes and their body language can, in a sense, telegraph what to expect and to give you a kind of early warning to steer clear in some cases or to put your trust and faith in someone and engage with them unreservedly, as the case may be. Many factors come into play because of the many kinds of beliefs that are formed about people and their differences, whether you see them as members of your clan, so to speak, or quite foreign to you in some respects. And this is where bias and prejudice can become an overriding consideration, even subliminally, to govern your emotional reaction. And the conscious self might use that emotional response coming from the deep subconscious in triggering the response within the body. 
as a reason to see it as a warning and then pause to reconsider things and perhaps engage in avoidance behavior as a consequence. The conscience level of the mind will hold certain governing operating rules that are the basis of feelings of trust and distrust with respect to ongoing activities that are part of the routine in particular. It is those beliefs that are ready at hand that guide your conduct and decisions in the moment about what to do, what to expect with every part of your day with regard to the hazards and uncertainties that may pop up unexpectedly. Those things that are part of the routine have already passed muster, so to speak, and are simply accepted at face value with equanimity out of habit. Even though they're belief-based, there is a kind of general consensus, almost like muscle memory, that keeps you on an even keel without having to agonize over every little thing. So much of this is learned and automatic. With a new kind of stimulus, more discernment is called for. And this is often when the higher self might weigh in with a warning, or in some cases, an encouragement if there is a divine orchestration underway, or simply to help the person with a nudge in the right direction, a kind of feel-good response to something, because the higher self can see it represents possibilities that will be in your best interest and in divine alignment as well. So this is partly intuitive and in part solely the province of inner beliefs, depending on circumstances. You have an intuitive reach coming from within yourself that can pick up information about the trustworthiness and safety concerns when in a new circumstance, and it represents a physical hazard of some kind or a person or persons you are encountering. That antenna varies from person to person in its detection threshold for issues of importance and the scope and depth of information that might be discerned. So this is yet another level of the mind, in a sense, that will be operating automatically and can be of great value for many. You know, there's a lot that can be unwrapped here. Um, I like the way Creator talks about, you know, kind of a construct of beliefs that amount to muscle memory, you know, that your response to uh, circumstances and people can be conditioned based on experiences in your in this life, but perhaps with inputs from past lives as well, as a kind of a prejudice, you know, and, and part of the, the genesis of this question was the, is the idea of judging a stranger so that you don't have much information to go on and yet trust and mistrust feelings can bubble up in regards to that stranger. And sure. so to the extent that somebody's prejudiced, that's going to probably weigh in more than setting that aside. And when you don't have that operating, there's more of an opportunity for non-local consciousness, the conscience, you know, the higher self to be able to have some input. So that was kind of what I was driving at, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where error comes in. Errors yeah. in judgment, <laughs> lack of discernment, and misplaced trust or misplaced distrust. Where you accept someone you shouldn't and maybe exclude someone you you shouldn't. Yeah, right. That you shouldn't, right, exactly. Yes, creator, there's a popular saying known to be at least 360 years old. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. What is creator's perspective on that saying? All right, and these are creator's words. 
We see this as an important reminder about personal responsibility, that your life is yours to govern. And depending on the extent of life experience, which is usually age-related, the level of responsibility only grows. All along the way, you will be learning and hopefully growing to get better in discerning signs of trouble and taking precautions and avoiding missteps that could bring trouble your way and result in failure of some kind. You must navigate to find your way through life in ways that help you be successful at remaining on an even keel so you can do your best and be at your best when it comes to any unexpected new challenges or even threats to well-being. It is your responsibility to be on the watch and also to be accountable in the aftermath of a difficulty that comes your way that cannot be avoided but must be reckoned with or endured as the case may be. No one is perfect. Everyone has times of difficulty. These are the normal ups and downs of life. The art of living is to grow and develop skill in handling whatever may come your way to make the most of opportunity and to minimize risk to well-being while you are at it. Learning lessons from life is of critical importance so that anything that happens, you can survive can provide a foundation to better avoid it in the future by being armed with foreknowledge, experience, and a keener sense of what might be a warning that is missed the first time you face the problem. But by rights, if you are paying attention and learning the lessons life brings you, you won't be fooled again. And if you are, it does fall on your head, so to speak. So this is not to support the idea you must be judging and blaming and punishing the self But simply to know getting better at life is a personal responsibility and can be a source of pride and great achievement for making the effort that is needed to do it well. And if you are successful, will not only thrive, but have much greater joy and satisfaction in the doing. You know, there's not a lot of channelings that you can distill all the way down to a single word, but I think this is one where you can simply say, yes. That, that, yeah. that you know, creators essentially endorsing that statement here. Well, and as always, there are many truths that emerge and are touched upon. Yes. And I think one of them is that creator is not judgmental. Right. Because creator does not want you to be judgmental. You know, if creator wants you to be godlike... <laughs> That would be, you know, uh, maybe the opposite of God were a judgmental, blaming, shaming God. But it's, it's the message, don't be hard on yourself. Learn right. from the error so you can do better next time and feel good about yourself. That's always the goal, happiness. Yes. Well, you know, the, the two words that are similar, but yet I think profoundly different in some ways, and that is the word discernment and the word judgment. Because discernment certainly implies judgment, but it implies accurate judgment, whereas the word judgment alone can be either accurate or inaccurate. Yes. You ask creator, it's amazing how many truly dysfunctional and unsuccessful people have blind trust or faith in their capacity to trust and distrust accurately. And no amount of evidence to the contrary seems to shake the strength of their conviction in their ability to trust and distrust. Can creator comment on this widely shared blind spot? All right, these are creator's words. 
There is more than one explanation for this phenomenon. There are people who seem amazingly thick-headed to the extent they seem immune to reason and logic and will rest with their fixed opinions about many things and seem oblivious to counter-argument. This can come about for many reasons. It can be an indication of low intelligence, but it is more often either a kind of inner prejudice because the person to accept the current status causing the person to accept the current status of inner beliefs categorically and ignore anything in conflict, because that is how they think in valuing their own sense of things and not giving outsiders any consideration. They may fail over and over at something because they cannot deviate from these learned responses and perspectives. The other explanation is that they may have been manipulated through subconscious programming to hold fixed opinions that in actuality are foreign because they are introduced by interlopers, most commonly extraterrestrial psychics communicating with the deep subconscious directly to, in effect, program the person with a set of beliefs that changes them enough to be of value to the interlopers. Even as it misdirects the person's life in a way that will bring them personal difficulty, They become a minion of the darkness and may often do things against their own self-interest, including committing crime. There is programming conducted for many, many reasons. It is the extreme circumstance when someone becomes an agent of destruction, having been given orders through subliminal programming to become involved in such conduct. One example would be people drawn to a demonstration of some kind who end up attacking others present or causing severe damage to property because of the inner programming pushing them in that direction. But it can be more subtle and more a question of cultivating inner prejudice to simply make them less effective in society and in running their own lives. This impairment in thinking that can be instilled to make the person less effective and functional with life constitutes a dimming down and a dumbing down both. This is being done on a massive scale to make people, in effect, complacent about many things that are undesirable. They simply cannot engage with the motivation to seek a way to change things because they are programmed to simply accept all that is going on without any deeper questioning. And that is when people can seem to lack logic and reason and appear faulty to an outside observer. You know, an interesting um, question mark for us is how long does it take before we get off the reservation with these channelings, you know? And it took question number three, I think, before we started talking about the interlopers and extraterrestrials and dark spirits manipulating us. But hey, sorry, people, that's what's going on. Yeah, unfortunately, it's sad but true. We are being manipulated 24-7, and we're really not in control of things. Others are in control, and they do it through manipulation. So this is something to bear in mind when you see people being illogical. Completely ignoring factual evidence of something and spouting a theory or a conclusion that seems completely outside and beyond the pale. It's programmed in. And once you've got it, you trust in it completely. And you can't use your own mind to override it. 
And I, I think we're seeing more of that today than ever before. You know, so that's it's one reason why people are not feeling too comfortable about current events, I think. U.S. creator, many people regard trust and distrust as something that happens to them rather than something they themselves consciously participate in. And therefore, they must obey these feelings as if they had no say or participation in the matter. What is creator's perspective on this? And creator says, this is a perfect illustration of how inner programming is so readily accepted as being valid and a natural reaction to one's life circumstances. So people simply will not see that something is amiss because their programming is determining largely who they are. This is because inner beliefs make the person. They shape your experience and your reaction to all that happens in the environment to underlie your choices and what to think, how to feel, and what to do next with your energy. When you are programmed, to have a certain role, it just seems normal and entirely your own choosing, when in fact you may have been altered over a period of time to be transformed into someone quite different, in some respects at least. And those key areas are what is desired to bring about on the part of your handlers, the programmers supporting the extraterrestrial alliance and its many negative influences on humanity. So the genius of this approach is that it takes place below conscious awareness. So you cannot view its workings, but only feel its effects. And as this comes up from below, in effect, out of sight, as is true of all things based on beliefs, they are just part of the way you respond to things. So it will always be seen as you yourself and not questioned. You know, I... I I've been blessed in that I have, you know, relationships that go back many years all the way to childhood and I'm, you know, in my late fifties now. And, uh, some of the, some of the people that I've known my entire life have, I think been definitely altered over the decades, you know, cause I can remember back when they were much more optimistic, you know, about life and, and had, um, just a greater joy about their being. And today they're now more especially in this political climate, it's like, I, I have a hard time recognizing you anymore. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of disturbing, actually. Well, and they probably see you as not being any smarter. Yeah, they, so. yeah. <laughs> that, that plays into that, actually. <laughs> it's an interesting thing. Be sure to check us out at GetWisdom.com. You can uh, check out our healing services. Uh, go to the homepage, GetWisdom.com, and there's a tab on the menu for, for healing. Uh, you can check out um, our Lightworker Healing Protocol training, which is uh, really what we're all about here at Get Wisdom. We're here about solutions, and the Lightworker Healing Protocol is the ultimate solution for solving not only your personal problems, but humanity's collective problems. Check it out at getwisdom.com slash LHP, getwisdom.com slash LHP. Uh, also, just check out our Divine Wisdom database uh, while you're there. Uh, there's a tab for that under Enlightenment, I believe. And um, there you, we have over 3,000 questions now, Carl, I think, uh, in terms of questions that are posed. Very similar to what we have in the show here. In fact, I think all the show questions and answers end up in the database. Am I right about that, Carl? Uh, eventually they do, yes. But we get into much more detail, and we really get into particulars. We try to keep it sort of a general summary for this program so that it isn't too wild and too crazy and too unpalatable to people. But We try, but is, we may not succeed. So. Well, th this is a serious undertaking, yes, and we're is. not making these things up. We're not. We'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right for this. 
scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to this week's Get Wisdom. We are uh, getting creator's perspective on trust and distrust. You know, it's funny. <laughs> Weird things popping in my head, Carl. I don't know if you ever saw the Batman movies, but the first Batman movie had uh, had the Joker saying, hubba, 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 who do you trust? You know? <laughs> so that, that just popped into my head. But this is an important topic and one that really governs our lives. Well, it comes up in every encounter between a criminal and a victim in some way or another. So this this is a real question of how do you keep your wits about you and do do right by your sovereignty, your right to safety and support and partnering with the divine and helping yourself through life survive the slings and arrows and the hazards. We all have to make decisions again and again about those around us and what we take part in and what we withdraw and move away from because uh, we learn maybe it's not totally for us. It might not even be something that's good for others. And there's lots of moral dilemmas we can find ourselves in in an imperfect world. Absolutely. In fact, this next question I think really plays on this, uh, this topic. Trust is something that is difficult to win and easy to lose. This seems like quite a road hazard in the journey of life. What is Creator's perspective? All right, and this is the channeled answer from Creator. It is very much the case that trust is a very precious commodity and is one of the risks in your misconduct to lose the trust of those around you. This is why reputations matter. It is largely the issue of trust that is at stake and at risk when behavior causes harm to others, and when wounded in this fashion may not trust you again and will not put themselves at risk to be under your power, control, or influence. People vary in their tolerance for mistakes, malfeasance, and misconduct. Some have a very forgiving nature. Some may actually be drawn as a moth to a flame, to a perpetrator and in effect surrender themselves to an abuser because of a karmic predisposition to be a victim. 
But most commonly, points of friction will erode trust in proportion to the level of irritation it causes. So everyone puts their future at risk through mistreating others because when trust evaporates, future interactions will be resisted or prevented altogether. And this can shut a person out totally from any kind of further relationship or membership in a group, as the case may be. The art of living is to honor the rights of others as well as serving the self because life demands tolerance and a cooperative attitude to strike a balance between seeing to one's own needs and being in a position to help others along the way and sometimes electing to defer one's own benefits as an act of kindness and giving to others. This will always be noticed and appreciated and will build confidence and much trust in you if you are generous and have a kind spirit. Everyone is thirsty for love, and that is why an act of loving kindness is so potent in growing friendships and trusted alliances. And this will bring many dividends to those involved in such partnerships, because then you are not traveling alone and have a compatriot who you might call on at an inopportune time when trouble comes along and you need a friend to help you in some way or another. Gaining the trust of others is a life skill that pays many dividends and can even be life-saving. So, creator is really not mincing words here. This is a critically important skill to master, and it's not an easy one to master either. But it's one that we're all called upon to really take on and try to do our best with. And essentially, I think at the end of the day, we really need to work as hard as we can to be as trustworthy as possible. While at the same time, being as tolerant of others, while at the same time protecting the self from, from harm. So that, that's not an easy curriculum to master by any stretch. Yes, yes. And as you were talking about this, I was reminded of the problem of raising children and teaching them about stranger danger. Yeah, yes. Your children are gullible. They're naive. They're inexperienced. And they're typically fairly optimistic yes. because they're generous spirits coming in and loving beings coming in. That's and they're and seeking they love to, and expecting love. And they're quick to trust. They yeah. really are. Yeah. And so here we are now trying to teach adults <laughs> about stranger danger. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We are. But unfortunately, the stranger danger is not necessarily in front of their two eyes, you know, Kind of yes. got to look behind the curtains a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, but it's definitely there. You ask, creator, is the skill of learning to trust and trust with, is the skill of learning to trust and distrust with great accuracy, one that can only be learned in free will zones like the Milky Way galaxy? Was a poor command of this one of the reasons for the fall of the many angelics? All right. And creator tells us. We would say that being in the free will zone is what mandates the importance of learning through discernment who and what to trust and who and what to distrust. Whereas beyond the free will zone, there will be a rapid feedback to show the error of your ways. If you make a poor choice in the moment about something, there will be a rather quick feedback to correct things. So you will move in a better direction quickly. 
It is when you are in the zone of your galaxy where the consequences of karmic choices are delayed in coming back around to you, where you can be blindsided more readily and unexpected things happen on a regular basis, showing you must be quite vigilant and really hone your skill in discerning friend from foe and risk from safety in all you do, as the consequences can be dire before you know what has happened. Because you are on your own as a free agent, and your free will determines everything that will happen in your life for the most part, you must be in the moment, watching and perceiving what unfolds to know how you must respond to make the most of every potential eventuality and choose among the options to gain the most and avoid losing. That is a process and one worth cultivating and is its own reward. This is the benefit that is intuitively seeming to be contradictory to a divine blessing, that you are subjected to these challenges. But we can guarantee that this will result in the most powerful learning possible. When you are given feedback almost immediately about any slight undesirable conduct, you will never make sizable mistakes and hence will never learn how to overcome the challenges that it causes as things escalate and become compounded. You are in a tough environment that is a kind of schooling in how to cope with and surmount negativity and to create a strong inner resolve and spiritual alignment to help you make all of your choices wise ones to have the best possible benefit to you in growth and learning. If you conduct yourself in a way that will repair what was missing previously, undo the mistakes of the past, and move you forward in attainment of growth and wisdom from the learning opportunity of your life experiences, you will be expanding in the bargain and reaching a state of attainment you could not do any other way. Granted, this can bring much pain and suffering at times when so much can be at risk. But there is no other way to have the learning than by the doing. And on balance, you will reflect back on these years of service as a cherished blessing that you took part and really earned a place in history that will serve you for all of time from the skills and wisdom you gain. The downward spiral of the fallen angelics was caused by ego. The ability to trust and to know when to distrust demands a degree of sensitivity, and that is another way of expressing the emotional content of an encounter that is being picked up by your antenna, scanning for trouble, looking for risk, looking for any kind of hazard or danger to the self and well-being. The chief obstacle to developing this discernment or to be in tune with discernment in the moment to enable making a good judgment about trustworthiness will be threatened by ego. This is a false perception that one is above it all that one is in a higher position of power and accomplishment so as to be above the fray and untouchable. This will lead to false complacency 
under the assumption one has everything under control and is above reproach, so there is nothing to fear from others. And in effect, this can act as a kind of poison to not only delude the self, but to undermine interpersonal relationships because an ego-based person, through the selfishness that results, will come across to others as having undesirable characteristics and makeup. And that will erode the trust of others, even as the persons themselves who are caught up in their ego will not perceive the risk for them, as their high regard for self keeps them in a false state of acceptance, in effect, falsely rewarding trust in the self when it is not warranted by their actions and the consequences. So when people are serving their ego, they will not be at their best in levels of discernment to make good assessments about trustworthiness or distrust and its appropriateness. It may in fact lead to someone becoming hypercritical and dismissing others as unworthy in an inappropriate way, and that will be toxic in and of itself. That mistrust through condemnation and service to the ego will make their victim see them as untrustworthy and treating them unfairly at a minimum, and a potential major threat to them in terms of the situation and the dependence on that critic as in a workplace setting with a difficult boss or a competing co-worker who might be ruthless and a potential enemy. This is why acting through the ego alone can be so damaging because it distorts perceptions and makes people vulnerable to their baser instincts and an inability to maintain a balance between service to the self and service to others. That sweet spot not only maintains personal survival and well-being, but will gain the respect and trust of others who see that they matter to you and will give you respect and consideration, if not love, if you show them common courtesy, respect, and generous treatment. Well, I am really glad that this question was asked. Uh, this is actually one of those questions where it was essentially two questions in one. We got two sets of answers that are pretty distinct, actually. But both sets of answers are profound. Um, you know, the one above about the free will zone uh, being a schoolhouse for learning about consequences and um, versus the second answer, which was, you know, the ego and how that can diminish our ability to trust accurately. Both profound stuff. Yes, indeed. This is um, profound material we're going through because this is the kernel of truth about life and about human existence, that we're here on a journey not only to learn, but to help heal and solve the riddle of evil in our galaxy, not just on the earth alone. And to do that, we have to be acting in a divine way, at least enough of the time to get divine support. And that is how we're going to solve this dilemma. But we have to have the wherewithal, and we need the discernment and the good sense to know right from wrong and to see opportunities to do loving kindness 
instead of dispensing hatred and distrust of others. Give people the benefit of the doubt when you can. Be supportive and encouraging. Be loving. But safeguard the self and safeguard your loved ones. And don't simply trust blindly in things because there's a lot to be worried about. And if you can avoid the trap of ego, you can do pretty well. Well, the lesson here, of course, is that all of these things we are struggling and endeavoring to essentially learn as a skill, a skill that really isn't, to be honest, isn't necessary throughout the rest of the universe, you know, is basically what the message is. We know when karma comes back as an almost instantaneous response to a misstep, you're not going to, you're going to learn very, very quickly not to make too many missteps. And uh, as a result, you're not going to really have the profound lessons and experiences you need to really grow in wisdom. So, you know, it, it sounds fantastic that the Milky Way galaxy is the only one where the free will experiment is going on in the entire universe. But at the same time, it's it's a very, very difficult curriculum. This is advanced curriculum, people. You're in the, you're in the graduate program here <laughs> when it comes to learning yeah. all of these skills. Yeah, and there's a lot at stake because... The future of humanity, as a group of soul-based beings, is in the balance here. If you want to continue and to make the most of gaining from all this hard-won investment we've made, we need to be successful here in this enterprise. If we turn away and are complacent, we'll go down with the ship. We've been told that. So this is a matter of being awakened and wanting the betterment of humanity and a recognition we have to heal our perpetrators in order to be successful. And we need divine partnership to do that. It's something that will happen behind the scenes, offline, not a direct confrontation. We're not going to war here, people. You don't have to report to the front lines for duty. Only in your mind in reaching out through prayer and healing requests, that's what it will take. And that is a beautiful arrangement, actually. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, the the danger, though, is that imagine you're trying to get a PhD and the entire school, you know, is struck by an earthquake and destroyed utterly, you know. Now you have to wait for the school to get rebuilt before you can continue your curriculum and finish up. So, you're not, you're not going to ultimately lose any of the wisdom that you actually gain here, but the opportunity to expand on that could be curtailed for quite a while. That's really what we're facing here. Yes, yes. And uh, it's happened before, actually. Yeah. So uh, this is nothing new, and it's something we don't know about. We've not been taught these things, but that's what this channeling work is here to do. It's quite a blessing to get an update from the perspective of the Almighty about all that's happened and where we're going and where we might not be going, <laughs> depending on the choices we make. Yes, we're in charge. Yeah, it's sobering to learn. It's all up to us. People don't want to hear that. They want God to come down and rescue them. But that is a, uh, a naive assumption because the Creator's plan is different. It's to put us in the vanguard. Well, we'll be back with more of what people don't want to hear, Carl, right after this. (laughs) 
scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. We'll go back to the final segment of Get Wisdom this week. Uh, this week we are discussing creator's perspective on trust and distrust. And uh, we've learned quite a bit, I think. Really, really good stuff, Carl. Well, it, as usual, is pretty deep. Yeah. You know, it has a superficial significance, and it has a deep significance. And we're doing our best to convey what we hear from creator and what you take away will be your capacity to hear it. Not not everyone will hear the same thing and remember the same things about it. So all we can do is make the offering, but this will stand and it can be reviewed and replayed. Yes, it can. And we hope that more and more people will come and learn from these teachings. Yes, and in fact, uh, here at Voice of America, they they have the archives of all these shows, so you can go back and and play them more than once. And we have listeners that have, you know, that that actually will listen to some of these episodes three or four times sometimes, and, and report back to us that they always get new insights every time they go through it. So, but be sure to take advantage of that for absolute absolutely. U.S. Creator Carl, President Ronald Reagan once said, "Trust but verify." What is Creator's perspective on that statement, especially since many people regard having to be accountable as somehow insulting to them? All right. Creator tells us people who are mature will understand that trust must be earned. And at times of difficulty, especially when there has been bad blood in the past leading to mistrust of others with many memories of mistreatment or other grievances resulting from past encounters, one is in this situation in effect of not only starting over, but starting over under the worst of circumstances when there is already an established prejudice working against them. So this is what is reflected in this statement of the intent to trust but verify. It at once is forward-looking and optimistic signaling a willingness to accept a person at face value. But in a provisional way, the complete trust must still be earned, and therefore the person is put on notice they must perform 
They must live up to the trust that is granted at the outset provisionally and continue to demonstrate and prove that the trust in them is well-placed and will be rewarded and not proved to have been a mistake. It is a sign of strength when such expectations are present, especially if there is a historical reason for this and past difficulty that has resulted in a poor track record. It is not appropriate to expect instant forgiveness under all circumstances. That, again, might be a sign of ego or a manipulation underway to make people insensitive to the needs and feelings of others. But if there is maturity and inner wisdom, this will instill confidence and a feeling of strength that is well-deserved. And under those circumstances, it is much easier to extend an olive branch and at least a provisional trust to engage in a relationship and an interaction without fear blocking a step that could lead to dissolving of tensions and a lowering of risks of conflict that could lead to a calamity. So there is much wisdom in seeing to one's needs at the same time one is making a gesture of friendship and acceptance of others through a level of trust that it always requires. The balance point maintains a careful watch on things and the maintenance of vigilance so no one will see sooner rather than so one will see sooner rather than later if there is a breach of trust putting them at risk this is not only prudent but will be expected and respected by a potential adversary and a reason to garner respect Often the recognition of one's opponent as a worthy adversary can become a motivation to make a friend of them rather than to keep them as an enemy. So this attitude of trust but verify can build a bridge between enemies that leads to much forward progress in improving things. You know, this question didn't have the additional question of, was this a divinely inspired statement? But I think the answer is obvious, having read this channeling, Carl. Well, I think that any rapprochement between two nuclear superpowers <laughs> that cools things off a bit and allows peace to be maintained is in divine alignment. So I think you're probably right. Absolutely. You asked Creator, can Creator share how prayer work and the Lightworker Healing Protocol can both enable us to trust and distrust more accurately, as well as heal the reasons others automatically distrust us for seemingly no reason at all. Okay, well, here comes the solution. (laughs) Creator tells us the following. When discernment is lacking, there can be a distortion of perception to make people automatically distrustful of others or through great damage to self-esteem and feelings of worthiness, people, in effect, surrender themselves to others what may, in a, in a perpetual state of victimhood, uh, surrender themselves to others come what may in a perpetual state of victimhood. So they are simply not even responding to normal actions to gauge trustworthiness from moment to moment in their daily interactions with others but simply expect the worst and may even bring it on themselves through attracting perpetrators. In such circumstances, there's a tremendous healing need on display, and that is the tremendous blessing represented by the Lightworker Healing Protocol, that it can bring to bear powerful divine resources to conduct an ongoing campaign of deep karmic repair and healing 
for all manner of predisposing difficulties, liabilities, and limitations resulting from many lives lived where difficulties were encountered and much suffering and failing, failure ensued. So people came away learning the wrong lessons about life, more about what not to do than what to do. That is insufficient preparation for a new incarnation. People will arrive on the scene as an infant in a state of incompletion and hampered and hindered again and again by the old energies of dishevelment, negativity, and low expectations. And this will prime them for failure in the new lifetime. It is amazing if you dissect the inner workings of personal interactions in how the choices people make which determine their fate in life are a consequence of trust issues as a common denominator that will govern what happens. People can build a prison to live within from lack of trust in themselves, let alone lack of trust in others. Lack of trust in the self is the quickest road to failure in life because it will disempower the individual on multiple levels and has the potential to even bring about an early death when taken to an extreme. When people are not comfortable being in their own skin, they may well choose to leave, and that choice to leave might be honored, and they may simply leave the body, which will die on its own in the absence of the consciousness that brings the life force energy to animate the physical body itself. Everyone has karmic baggage, so everyone has a level of risk. Old business will be reawakened, and this will be a drain, an energy sink that takes away from happiness, makes life harder, slows down progress, and puts the person always at greater risk of other things happening that might pile on and worsen things and lead to even a downward spiral that worsens over time and eventually becomes a fatal outcome from so much damage beyond the ability of the person to cope. People need help many times during their life. If they are partnering with the divine, that help can be brought to bear quickly and help people truly recover, regain their equilibrium, and eventually move on an upward path once again. This can be life-saving and certainly will be a path to happiness that otherwise might be prevented altogether from too much inner negativity, whether largely a consequence of the manipulations of others or primarily a self-inflicted state of depletion. Regardless of the origin of the negativity and its individual components, the Lightworker Healing Protocol is up to the challenge and is set up to be comprehensive, to address virtually any source of negativity by removing it, limiting its consequences, readjusting things to compensate, healing the effects or a combination. Whether it will be effective then becomes the responsibility of the divine realm to answer the many requests for the comprehensive reckoning and rejuvenation and restoration of the being to a state of inner balance. This is always done in conjunction with the permission of the higher self and due regard for the imperatives coming from the law of karma to honor in some cases struggles that mandate a period of personal suffering is a learning opportunity 
whereas other things might be healed quite quickly and other things deemed healable, but due to their complexity and the intensity of the wounding might require a lengthy period of time to undo all the contributing threads that contribute energetically to an ongoing dilemma. These maneuvers needed to set things right cannot be done by humans themselves. You lack the working knowledge as well as the energetics to bring about that level of healing. Most need outside help and from the divine realm. This can ideally be done through enlisting other humans to be your advocate so the divine energies are brought to bear, but through an adequate level of requests from the human side that are supported by belief in the divine and belief in the worthiness of the intended recipient of the healing. Here is where many people fall short in attempting to get divine help through prayer. They may not believe fully in the divine any longer because of a life of hardship and disappointment that has eroded their faith. Most have misgivings about their own worthiness and their own power to bring about a change of some kind, especially when suffering is severe. People believe strongly in their infirmities. It is deeply grooved in and not easy to surrender, even to allow a miracle to unfold. Oftentimes, this limits what the divine can do. Bringing in a human advocate, applying the Lightworker Healing Protocol on your behalf means that it will be two asking for help for you and not just you alone. And it will be someone with a high level of belief in the divine and no prejudice about your worthiness and simply having a strong desire for you to benefit, to bring the level of intention that can support a successful divine healing. That is the beauty and miracle of the Lightworker Healing Protocol, that it can make up for the shortcomings that keep people trapped and allow a miracle to happen. The more you can enlist divine help in an effective way and right the wrongs of history, you will make your life a joy rather than a sorrow. There's a lot there. You know, one question that wasn't asked in this episode that maybe even could be a whole radio show in its own right is our trust issues with the divine itself, Carl. Well, I think that's a big arena for exploration because this is a huge problem on the entire world right now. And we're moving more and more towards this, this secular path. And it's going to be our undoing. And, and getting back is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> when you right. have no other place to go than to God, you better believe in God because otherwise God can't help you. That's one of the arrangements here, one of the requirements. I think that's what we're trying to do with this project is helping people to trust the divine again. You know, it's the, the collective trust in God has been compromised and uh, we Absolutely. need to rebuild that. Absolutely. I mean, in another generation, there would be calls frequently for people to pray for yes. their fellow humans with this pandemic raging. You never hear any reference to that. What's God doing while we're suffering here? What can we get God to do on our behalf? And so on. Well, that's all the time we have, Carl. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate your, your paying attention to us. All right. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. 
They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 